today. It's been a long ass whack us here. I'm starting to go cray. We hope you're well. We hope you're fine. Maybe we can help. Welcome to episode 39. This is Yellow Packaging episode 39. Remember to rate and review us on iTunes. Five stars only, please. Um, <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram at Yellow Packaging 604. And you can listen to us anywhere you get podcasts Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever, whenever. Dreams and dreams. You're listening to Yellow Packaging by Justlyn and Colton. We're two Asians born and raised in Vancouver. Living our lives through the perspective of a growing minority. Our podcast is about nothing. About something. And about everything. We talk about issues going on in our lives, our city. And how that relates back to our place in a Western society. So sit back. Listen up. And get a new view on what it's like. And get a new view on what it's like. To live in Vancouver. To live in Vancouver. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. It's us again. It's us again. And, you know, we are on schedule. You know, one month. We said like it. Our, our lead time to turn around an episode. And, yeah. You know, I'm we excited. said it. We commit to it. And here we yeah. are. We have integrity. We it's say true. what we mean. We mean what we say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. great. So, how has week? Uh, 236 of quarantine been for you? <laughs> Are you sure it's not year 236? <laughs> it feels like it. Feeling very lots. It's, it's going pretty well, actually. Now that the weather's turned a bit, um, there's a few rainy days, which I was like, I had some activities saved in my back pocket for that. Right. Uh, so it's actually been, it hasn't been that bad. No, not at all. Um, yeah, I, I think being an introvert, this is like, the normal for me i mean i get the occasional spurts of like god i gotta get out i gotta do something you know what i mean yes but other than that it actually hasn't been too bad um it's nice to know that like when the weekend comes i don't have this pressure to make plans to make the most out of my weekend you know what i mean yeah no i think this uh quarantine is best suited for me like i'm okay yeah. with it <laughs> except for the not seeing family part like i'm starting to really really miss them but it's yeah. only taken me two months to really, really miss them. <laughs> but I talk but, to them know, often enough. Yeah. I'd be curious to know how this changes, like people's relationships and people's um, social expectations after this is all over. How, how do you think you would change? Like, would anything change for you? I don't know. I think I think I'll have less free time. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Everything once everything goes back to normal, people are going to start making plans again, and then people are going to be going out and doing stuff. And I just won't have as much me time as I do right now. You are in control of your time, guy. You got this. I know, but you there's also like no. a lot of obligations. There is obligations, though. You know what I mean? Like, okay, like birthdays. I sure, I get birthdays. Yeah. And like people, like people want to connect with me. You know what I mean? So okay, it's like, like Mr. Popular. Over I'm there. just like a really popular guy <laughs> and everybody just wants to be in my presence. I can't help it. I can't help that I'm a popular person. No, it's true. Your calendar is <laughs> going to be so full that we can't even exactly. do this once a month anymore. Like, listen, I'm a celebrity now. I've done 39 <laughs> episodes of Yellow Packaging. People know me. <laughs> I'll need your autograph very soon. 
<laughs> exactly. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, yeah, things are good. Things are good. I think um, in our last episode, we're talking about how Stanley Park had closed um, yeah. their roads. And it's yeah. been really good for us. Like, Lisa <laughs> and I have been biking. We took yeah. Coleman out with us. Um, oh, nice. Because he hadn't uh, gone. Have you gone yet? Yeah, I've been biking like once a week. Uh, have you gone through science, uh, science World, uh, Stanley Park? Uh, I biked all the way up to, um, I guess, Second Beach, and then it's all blocked off there. But I didn't want to bike any further, so I just turned around. Because once you go in, it's like a different world of riding yeah. your bike. Because you're like I on the road, you're like got the trees right above yeah. you. It's just so magical being in there. Yeah, but it's all, it's quite a, it's, did Issa ride that? Because that's an uphill ride, isn't it? Oh my gosh, Coleman rode it <laughs> with Issa in the back. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, it was because I was dying. Like we, Issa and I usually just go to the aquarium area. We play there and then we head back home. And then maybe if she's still awake, like the, we hit the beach and then go back home. Yeah. Um, but we decided to take another route and uh, yeah, I couldn't, Coleman had to switch bikes with me and then Issa fell asleep, which is really shitty on one of those seats um, on the back of your bike. Yeah, because it's not the most comfortable sitting position, right? No, and, and you can't recline. So she was just like bent <laughs> over and so her cute. head was bopping everywhere. Um, and I was like, I made a huge mistake. Why did we need to explore science or science around Stanley Park anymore? Uh, maybe I'll go check that out this weekend. Yes, it's supposed to be really nice. Yeah, like I'm sure 26. everybody and their dog is going to be out there. So, yeah, we went on a Monday, so it was yeah. pretty dead. So, besides that, um, is what like how has quarantine life been for you? Like, are you missing anything? Like, are you urgent need of like a manicure, pedicure, or anything? Like no, that? you know, I'm lucky. I'm not dependent on you know what. I'm naturally this good looking. I don't need oh. extra. Wow, you're I so do blessed. Need physical exercise more than a bike ride to Stanley Park. Um, but I do miss doing like the aquarium or going to the aquarium or Science World again, like yeah. seeing my family. That's like a huge thing. Totally. Um, um, yeah. But haircut sure. wise, like I think <laughs> Coleman misses it the most. I do too. Yeah. Hey, you want me to do your hair? I'm really good at it. I would, honestly. <laughs> well, have, have, let's talk about that. Okay, so a few weeks ago, um, Coleman just like was in dire need of a haircut. So I watched yeah. a, like a shitload of YouTube videos on how to do a fade. <laughs> so Coleman bought a new um, shaver. Which is, I'm really surprised that he bought a new shaver because you can't find those anywhere right now. No, so, you know, I, I don't want to support Amazon, but we do. They, we found a good one online. Nice, because I've been looking everywhere and I couldn't find one. Oh, were you thinking about shaving your head too? Yeah, I was getting close to it, but I'm just going to wait out. Yeah. Anyways. So we started off and it started looking good. I was like, hey, I think this could be my thing. He's like, I'll just give you the money I would pay the barber. I was like, yeah, okay. And wait, then so were he, you shaving his head while you're watching a YouTube video or no, did you so watch the video? No, I watched a, Yeah, I just watched a whole bunch, but I had it like <laughs> nearby. So you watch like two videos and you're like, I'm an expert. Let's do this. <laughs> like people go to school for this. This is stupid. I got this. So then I'm like, okay. So he's in the bathtub. I'm yeah. 
we've got it started. And I was like, this is looking great. Yeah. And then um, I think around the third, I used three different uh, levels. What's it called? Yeah. 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 And then the second one, it didn't clip on right. So <laughs> I went to the third one and that was a huge mistake. And then. So when it didn't clip on properly, what happened? Nothing. It just stayed on, but it was like on a slight angle. <laughs> so it was like crooked. Yeah. So then I couldn't get it right. And then it's it because the situation where like you're cutting your own bangs, you like cut a little bit more, cut a little yeah. bit more. And then before you know it, like one part's really short and the rest isn't. <laughs> So I, I would show him like as we were going. I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, I think it's coming together." And then you know, five more minutes in, it's like, "Oh, I don't know. Can we just shave the head?" I was like, "No, no, no. I'm going to use the <laughs> the scissors now." So I started using the scissors, and then um, yeah, we just shaved his head. <laughs> it was like um, I, it's like. <laughs> do you remember Tropic Thunder? Yes. The Ben Stiller when he went full retard. That haircut. It, it resembled that a little bit. Did you take a picture? Um, I tried to, and then uh, he's like, just look full retard in it too. <laughs> just kidding. No, not kidding. He did like the character. That's he's awesome. not full retard. He's a normal guy, <laughs> as normal as one can be. That's um, awesome. And then I couldn't stop. And then I did Issa's hair too. <laughs> and I did mine and you, too. And you all have bowl cuts now. <laughs> <laughs> Matching bowl cuts. You all have bowl retard haircuts. <laughs> yeah, we look really good. We're pulling it off. Yeah, I definitely wanted to like get a shaver and just like buzz my head. Um, but I was thinking like before I before I full shave it, like if I ever do do it, I was gonna like just shave the top of my head and leave the sides long. So I <laughs> like a balding man. <laughs> I remember you see the TikTok videos and everything of those of people doing that. It's pretty awesome. And then some people have been like cutting their head like Joe Exotic from Tiger King. <laughs> and I was like, that's some inspo right there. You know, you, you should. It's like the only time you get to kind of play around with this and hair grows yeah. back. Yeah, well, that's true, but I don't know if you just heard the news today about the new <laughs> orange kids, but oh yes, uh, BC just announced British Columbia, Canada just announced the what the new normal is going to be as we slowly get back to more stable situation and move kind of recover from the COVID nineteen situation. And one of the first things that is going to be opening up soon um, from a business perspective um, is hair salons. So those should be opening mid May. So I'm thinking like May fifteenth. So I feel like I can hold out and just get a haircut from there rather than shaving my head. It's true. You've got a couple of weeks just to, no one sees you anyway. I can't even exactly. see you. Yeah. So I been I got pretty close last week though to just like taking my, like my shaver, like for like my beard and stuff to just shave it all off. But I was like, I don't know. I don't want to, I, you know, that feeling of like, after when you start it, you can't stop. You know what I mean? Yes. I do know that feeling. Um, yeah. Speaking of like the, the announcement that just happened today at three o'clock, um, some exciting news, right? So as of mid-May, we're going to go through into what they're calling phase two. So small dinner parties, backyard barbecues, and hugs with families are some of the things that we'll kind of be about to do once the long weekend next week comes around, right? 
Yeah. So they're saying, obviously, they can't give very strict guidelines because it's also dependent on the situation. Like if you have a parent or a loved one with like an immune deficiency, then obviously using what's the word common sense yeah exactly maybe not see them right now yeah exactly. you know what i mean so um but they're saying like yeah like affections like hugging or you know or just like you know touching is yeah acceptable as long as the recipient isn't vulnerable to serious illnesses so that's a positive thing right like you know as long as yeah. they're not immunocompromised then we can kind of go back to somewhat normal sense um they did they did specify that only two to six guests maximum are like in terms of a gathering is okay. So I mean, I think they also encourage like outside gatherings too. Yeah, exactly. Like acceptable uh, social distancing, I think, or whatever they're calling it. So yeah, I mean, it's some, I feel like it's a really nice positive and some kind of optimistic news to hear and read about, you know? Yeah. Cause I feel like it's getting to the point where a lot of people are starting to get restless yeah, some people just don't give a shit like yeah, exactly. anymore. Because today, not today, yesterday, I was at David Lamb Park. Yeah, um, and people weren't giving any shits anymore. Yeah, they're like, I, I doubt they all live in the same house. Like yeah. ten people live in the same house. They're all sharing one blanket. Come on now. Well, there's also that situation, not situation, but that rule, right? Where it's like you can get together outside so long as you're like what two meters apart. So, if large groups of people all stick together two meters apart, you know. And then there's multiple groups of people that are gathering two meters apart. That just looks like an entire gathering of people. You know what I mean? <laughs> Does that make it's sense? It's true too. Yeah, no, it, it it is. And maybe I was a little bit judgmental too, but like they could be their own social bubbles. I totally. don't know if you've heard of uh, social bubbles. Let's talk about it. Um, so it's like extending your own bubble right. and including like another household. But yeah. within that bubble, you can only hang out with each other. Yeah. So I, it's, it's a little, it's a little more difficult when someone from that another household is working. Yeah. Because then that person may not be able to share your bubble. Yeah, I hear you. For so sure. It's very like exclusive, and yeah. if you're in this bubble, then there's obviously rules you need to follow. Like, um, you have to let everyone know when you get your your nails done, or if you were at a public place you know what i mean i don't know there aren't any strict guidelines for that yeah new zealand had something but it was basically very loose well like new zealand's one of the few countries now that do not have any cases i think they're the second or third day but no new cases and um where it's not coming around is the states yeah. I don't know if you saw it. It was going to be one of my topics today. It was like that Miss Michigan protest. Anyways, we'll go to that. So uh, anyways, the social bubble, I just learned about it this week. Because mm. um, a friend of mine, sh- her family's having a little bit of a difficult time. They've been in like serious lockdown because one of them, um, their kid has asthma or they have asthma. Yeah. So it's, they're obviously vulnerable. Um, and now... In the st- me too. Like I was having a hard time with it. I don't want to expose anyone. I'd rather be safe than sorry. 100%. Especially this is like a new virus. We don't know like if we're a carrier and if someone is going to react to it differently than us, all of that. Right. 
Um, but even like talking about it is difficult. Yeah. Like, I understand you want to see your family. I want to see mine too, but like, it's just like, I feel like it's not a good time still. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I wish there was more of like a guideline or something where we can like have like a standard, I guess. And maybe there is one, I don't know, for like yeah. these social bubbles, like what's the max is this like 20 households now that feels crazy is it five you know what i mean i don't know i mean the whole point of like staying at home in quarantine wasn't necessarily to like rid the country or city you're living in of coronavirus it was to essentially like reduce the 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 cases yeah the cases in the hospitals so i feel like we we have flattened the curve so now we can kind of slowly reopen our social circles and you know i feel like there will be a spike in infections but it's more manageable for the hospitals now to be able to take care of the next wave that's going to happen you know what i mean yeah and i heard they also found a drug that it doesn't cure it but it helps them speed up the process of fighting it Anyway, so that's that's quarantine. That's our Vancouver quarantine updates in a nutshell. <laughs> in terms of where we're at with where, where Vancouver like, is at. Thank the that. Lord too. Like our deaths haven't spiked crazy. Yeah, also, no. we have a smaller population, but yeah. still, and they had been just mostly uh, healthcare workers, sadly, and um, people yeah. in um, long term health facilities or care homes care homes exactly yeah where it's actually getting a lot better and we've stabilized and like bcr that has been like the most like successful compared to like the rest of canada so that's some positive news right there yeah there you go look at us being positive about something so negative yeah turning that frown upside down (laughs) <laughs> making lemonade from lemons you got it <laughs> <laughs> making lemons from lemons but you know yeah, same same, same. <laughs> exactly yada yada okay cool so i guess on that note should we move on to some topics yeah i think so okay cool Um, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah. So this one, I thought you were pretty interested in, and well, me too. I was the one who sent it to you. But uh, did you hear about Lululemon? They issued statements yes. talking yeah. about the bat fried rice. Yeah, let's talk about this, shall we? When okay. I first saw it, I saw it on Next Shark, and they yeah. were like, "What Same. the f?" And this girl from the states had like called them out on it and said it was racist and then they blocked her (laughs) yeah Yeah, and they blocked her and then what is she is she is she a news reporter i think she has her own like youtube show got it but let me check that up dorothy wang so like she's not just joe schmo like she's she's like uh like uh, she's figure. hardly a Joe Schmo. Yeah. <laughs> 25 and worth 10 million is the daughter of Roger Wang, a billionaire mogul and CEO yeah, of Golden go. Eagle International Group. Right. Oh. Okay, great. So she's like a business entrepreneur, rich, you know, figure kind of, kind yeah. of lady. She got the monies. So she called them out on it and then they blocked her. And then she 
went on her Instagram stories and blasted them and said, hey, this is my conversation with them. I just told them that I found this very racist. Um, and then nothing had happened after that. What's interesting about this, it was an LA-based artist, but it wasn't clear or not if the art director at Lululemon was either involved at the time, was involved or what, because he had um, been tagged on the post. Plus, he was also promoting that t-shirt on his Instagram. Got it. So Trevor Fleming's his name. Do you yeah. know this Trevor Fleming? I I do know him. I don't know him personally, but I know of him. And yeah, anyways. <laughs> so it's a white guy, Trevor yeah, white Fleming, guy. if you couldn't get that from the name. Yeah. Um, so he was let go from Lululemon. Correct. Yes. Like immediately. Imme- yeah. So I think it happened on a Friday and then, or was it a Monday? No, Sunday. Monday rolled around. Tuesday, he was gone. Right. So Lululemon apologized. That's yeah. not something they stand for. Blah, blah, blah. No, definitely not. Yeah. And then, um, I think he set out an, an apology as well. Yeah. So, um, so do, have we mentioned where you work? (laughs) (laughs) So I work for Lululemon. So I was definitely privy to all of this debacle that was going on. Like you, among other people were messaging me nonstop about what happened with this and stuff. And just to be clear, Trevor Fleming was definitely tagged on it and promoted it, but he didn't create the t-shirt. I'm sure he co-created it, but the artist that, and designer that actually created that. His name is Jess Sluter. So he's the LA artist. Um, Trevor Fleming is from Vancouver. Um, is it offensive? Yes, extremely offensive. And it's kind of like, I don't think he, so Jess Sluter actually posted an apology saying, you know, um, Trevor Fleming, something along as like, he didn't have any involvement in it, but he was, or like, so like he, so don't go after him is what he was saying. And then he was like, I posted this t-shirt, not as a racism thing, but just for us to, you know, find humor in all that's going on right now. Um, so essentially his apology was like, it was just a joke, man. Like, relax. It's not, yeah. it's not serious, you know? My best <laughs> friend's a bat. <laughs> Typical, uh, what I, what I'm finding a hard time with all this is that, like, yes, I think it's great that Dorothy Wang called it out that this is not cool and it's racist, but her, the way she called it out, what kind of made it seem like Lululemon produced this shirt when Lululemon didn't have any involvement whatsoever. It was just the, the only association was that Trevor Fleming works for Lululemon, but that's it, you know? But all of a sudden, like, this mob mentality was created and now, and everybody just started running with the idea that Lululemon posted this shirt when really, you know, like get your facts straight. First off, Lululemon didn't have anything to do with it. They didn't make it. They didn't have any financial involvement with it. They didn't produce it. So why are you guys going after Lululemon when it has nothing to do with them? You know what I mean? Yes. Because of that art director. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't know what's I like, but the art director He's an art director for Lululemon, but this shirt has nothing to do with Lululemon. You know what I mean? It's like saying, it's like if I'm, it's it's just, it's just, there's the connection that they made between the two is absolutely ridiculous. You know what I mean? It's like, is Lululemon guilty by association? But 
how will Lulin have any control over what Trevor Fleming is doing outside of work? You know what I mean? It's, not, it's really none of yeah. their business what they're doing, what he's doing outside the office. Yeah. Totally, I agree, but it's just like guilty by association. It, You're right. I think this is a prime. This is a prime example of how um, people run with their run with false information, and then they create this huge reaction to something that isn't real. You know, and I feel like this is like this gives you a good understanding of how like um, fake news is such a thing. Does that make yeah. sense? Yes. So, anyways, I just I. I was kind of annoyed because, and I shouldn't have read the comments on Next Track, but people were just like, I'm going to burn my Lululemon clothing and fuck Lululemon, you know? And they were just like bashing the brand, but it's like, no, dude, you should read the article, read the facts, and then kind of direct your anger towards what's the truth and not what, you know, somebody falsely uh, made a claim about. You know what I mean? Okay, so on the flip side, if a... I'm not saying Trevor Fleming is a idol or like a, a sports figure or something, but if a sports figure says something racist or does something racist or anything sexist or whatever, yeah. he gets off, he gets kicked off the team. He, yeah. he loses his endorsement. So isn't Definitely. that kind of the same in this oh, yeah, sense no. where he works for the company? There's like yeah. a level of ethics there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And knowing their market in China as well. Like, don't they have a really big, Lululemon's huge in China, no? In definitely. I, I don't disagree with Lululemon's action of firing Trevor Fleming. Like, that I agree with. I think that, you know, your social media, what you put out there and what you associate yourself with is definitely, you know, you are liable and you are responsible for whatever you do outside of work in terms of what gets tied to Lululemon. I just, what I don't agree with per se is um, people kind of freaking out and tearing Lululemon down when Lululemon had no involvement with the actual shirt itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I get what you mean. And those people yeah. didn't read the article then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, they didn't. They didn't read, they didn't go all the way to the end. Yeah. And there it's like, like no, that's lines. not funny. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it's difficult, but it's like, in this day and age, if you're going to be a public figure or you're going to have like social media or associate yourself with side products, you better make sure that like that one, either you're anonymous so that if anything does come out, like you're not, you're not going to lose your job because of it. Or two, you better be private. You know what I mean? Just like, don't promote that stuff. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. In that aspect. Yes. I just think, I just think this was like a very disappointing example of how sometimes like not neck shark per se but just like the people who read neck shark they get they're they're so triggered to go after things you know what i mean that they don't really read the facts first okay that is true but i also admire lululemon for making an example of trevor fleming in this way definitely is i think this right? is a really good yeah 100 percent. and because of this like they're in, they're taking it really seriously like they're like re they're reissuing all like we call it um diversity diversity inclusion so it's like um retraining re-educating everybody on like all that kind of stuff to make sure that everybody's clear on what the expectations are and what like what our stance is on all this stuff so so do you guys have like yeah. a code of conduct now yeah. and I you mean, guys have to sign off on it I, i'm sure they, they reissue it like usually like once a year you like they update and you have to re you have to like kind of take all the courses and training and stuff, open forums and um, 
like big presentations and all this kind of stuff. So trust me, they're taking it seriously as they should. Yeah, I mean? no, I bet as they should, especially in today's climate. Like, I don't know if you've been seeing the news too of yeah. like all the things, racist yeah, attack, vandalism totally. well, that's happening in our city now. You know what I mean? We don't need to add any more fuel to the fire, so to speak. So to to have this come out and have Lululemon's name associated, either one, like if Lululemon did do anything about it, it would only spur on more more racist acts. Um, yeah, but kind of reeling it back a bit and talking about all the stuff that's going on. Um, like I'm sure you've seen on the news and everything of how there's been this huge spike in like racism that's been going on right now. I watch the news every day. Like I watch CTV news at six o'clock with me, Jung and Scott Roberts. I don't know. Like I'm sure they talk about it usually like once a week or every few times a week, but just the racist acts that have been happening all over the world. Um, and you know what? It's like happening. I didn't think it was happening in Vancouver, but I, I'm starting to see that definitely Vancouver is not immune to it. Um, so this recent article that was posted um, and seen in Vancouver was a lot of vandalism that is happening at the Chinese Cultural Center. Um, so with the Chinese Cultural Center closed, they boarded up the, the their doors and stuff. And somebody has gone and um, vandalized their, I guess, their, their wooden boards that have covered up the doors with... Um, like really lewd and crude racist remarks. Uh, so it was essentially just a bunch of hateful messages saying that all Chinese people should die. Um, it was scrawled on windows. It was scrawled on windowsills. Um, so that was like the first night. And then the next night, the hooded figures came back and they smashed all the windows. <gasps> yeah. So it's, oh my God. Like I didn't think that it would be that bad in Vancouver considering like, you know, the Asian population have here but it was actually like it happened <laughs> you know what it happened in vancouver which is like really fucking crazy um but what's kind of interesting that came out of this um is something that we talked about in our last um episode was creating that that google docs document yes so, so yes. people can report racism and you know so that there's a place where people can report like discriminations against themselves well the Vancouver Asian Film Festival was one step ahead of us, and they've actually started uh, a form like that called hashtag e eliminate hate, E-L-I-M-I-N-8-H-A-T-E. So it's a campaign that's being um, kind of promoted by uh, a Chinese actor named Ludi Lin, L-U-D-I-L-I-N. Um, he's been in movies like Aquaman, Black Mirror, um, and he's also... Uh, playing Liu Kang in the Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, cool. <laughs> but yeah, so it's essentially a a website where people can kind of report any kind of, um, you know, assaults or harassment that's happened to them. So just to summarize um, what they wrote on the eliminatehate.org website, it says the Vancouver Asian Film Festival has started the Eliminate Hate campaign with actor Ludi Lin to denounce racism and provide an anonymous reporting option for Canadians of Asian ancestry experiencing attacks. Uh, the president of this is Barbara Lee, and she said, I want people to speak up and speak out. This doesn't seem like Canada I grew up in. This doesn't seem like the Canada I grew up in, and it shouldn't be the Canada we live in now in 2020. So just in addition to that, so that was posted like last week, I think. Um, and today, the BC Premier had gone over the new quarantine restrictions, and I really commend him for saying this, but 
he said, and I quote, hate has no place in British Columbia, period. And that was his address to all the racist acts that's been happening. So it's nice to know that at least our premier um, is actually addressing this and standing behind the fact that that is not cool. We are not standing up for it. And it's a zero tolerance thing. You know what I mean? Yes. Whereas like, you know, people in the US who have fucking Trump um, yeah, he called those. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, he yeah. called them good people. Yeah, exactly. Called <laughs> people good people. Exactly. So, anyways, I just want to go about that. Like, it's really scary to think that in this day and age, when all this is going on, racism is only uprising out of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I. It's good to see that kind of good too. Like uh, the food bank. They're getting a lot of donations. Like people are stepping totally. up. Totally. And like people, like there's definitely like the good with the bad. So yeah, racism is definitely on the rise, but there's also a lot of like, yeah, I agree. Like volunteers that are happening right now. Like you can volunteer to do grocery shopping for the elderly. Um, a lot of the the feed, the food meal stuff, the food meal prep volunteering is also another thing that you can do. Um, yeah, there's quite a few things, but it's also hard too when you're trying to social distance as well to, to take care of that the the people who are in need. Yeah. So just looking through that form, it's exactly like my form. So www.elimin8hate.org. So it's so, yeah. Olive, yeah, eight, like the number. Yeah, hate. like the number. Yeah. Yes. We'll put it up on our um, Instagram too. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I just thought I'd share some really fucked up, you know, stuff that's happening in our own city. Um, and I will say as well, like, it's not just like, I don't want to say it's, it's only like Caucasians or white people that are, that are guilty of this. You know what I mean? Like, if you look in, in China, like, the Chinese people have been racist against like, um, Ethiopians and African people as well. Like, so it's like, it, it's not just a, a single, you know, one sided street. It's, it's everywhere. It's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I just, I just want to call out that, you know, Chinese people are also racist as fuck right now, too. And we don't need that. So, okay, for our young listeners, because we have so many, um, just a heads up. Oh, you might. I don't know if you're going to post this by then, but um, on the weekend, like um, May 9th, there's a platform for youth who are exploring anti-racism and racial justice issues as well. So, um, what I've been reading is they need volunteers for the kids helpline because a lot of kids are now calling. They're like stressed out. They're depressed. They're worried. They're worried for their families. Um, and now with, I don't know how, how much they're receiving racism on their end. Uh, we might not be seeing that, but this could be something for them. So that's on the ninth, but I don't know if we'll have this for the night this probably will come out on the 10th but it's good to you know share that news that you know (laughs) (laughs) i'll I'll do my best to get it out (laughs) even if i post on the 9th it's gonna be too late anyway so i'm not true you know what just take this out just take this out um yeah so i don't know just let's not be racist right now okay we really don't need that yeah, like we need that right now. You're right. That's the last thing we need. Um, what else you got? Well, I was going to talk about the Michigan protest. Because yeah, uh, I happen to... I'll br- do it briefly. Because you know what? It's depressing as shit, too. So in the States, um, 
white people are finding that they're experiencing oppression by these quarantine guidelines of being or having to stay at home, having to lock down. And they're, I think Texas, Michigan, uh, I want to say Indiana too, but Michigan's the one that um, was a little more drastic. And even Trump was like, liberate Michigan. So what had happened was there was a protest and like hundreds of people came out. They were armed. They had obviously like bandanas, masks, signs. They're like, I want to get a haircut. Um, I'd rather be free than die without my freedom. Like just like fucked up shit like so that. So dramatic. It really so is. Dramatic. And um, they also had like, uh, what's it called? Bulletproof vest. And they stormed oh the state house armed to talk to their governor. Yeah. And her last name is Whitner and they called her Whitler, like Hitler. Oh my God. It's, it's crazy. You have to see the photos because there's just so much anger. And it's like, it's half, to be honest, I don't even think it's really, I don't think it's really focused on actual coronavirus, but more so the fact that people want an excuse to like, you know, cause a scene and create a ruckus and like, rebel against the system you know what i mean yeah that they're just using coronavirus as a way to like bring out their guns and have a a fucking heyday at the the state house it's like you know i couldn't I mean? wait to wear this bulletproof vest oh, totally. i've had it for 10 years i know exactly like people are just triggered and it doesn't help as well that you know your fucking president is giving you full reign to do that kind of shit you know what i mean that's telling you to do that shit yeah he was all like telling the governor these are good people why don't you make a deal? So good people make a deal, make a deal on people's lives. It really is uh, ridiculous. Um, I saw in Vox, it's just, they're talking about the whiteness of locked, have anti-lockdown protests um, and how it really exposes their privilege, their ignorance, and how if black people, Latinos, anyone outside of being white cannot practice this type of protest or any protest really well like also just want to call it as well like speaking about this vancouver is also guilty of having their own little you know a five-year-old temper tantrum protest as well yeah it's like 12 um, people like you guys are so yeah, ridiculous i know they're just like walking the streets like promoting or trying to you know spread the whole anti-lockdown situation it's like shut the fuck up you know what i mean like <laughs> enough with your goddamn conspiracy theories like i heard as well like one of the protesters i don't know if they were like the ones in vancouver but the anti one of the anti-lockdown protesters actually was ended up getting infected by the coronavirus <laughs> so it's like you fucking deserve it yeah exactly oh the irony it's like how do you not recognize that i don't know they're so ridiculous that's yeah i think like when when in these kind of pandemics and stuff you really see people's true colors oh yeah like you're seeing a lot right now. i'm seeing a lot of colors some of yeah, them are that great they're they're all a lot of poop diarrhea colors I think. <laughs> which is really just autumn colors but <laughs> yeah true. the ugly side of autumn yeah, a exactly. very ugly side of autumn. Yeah, I just saw it was on Sunday, False Creek. They had another protest there. So that's their second one. All 10 of them. Yeah, they protested all the way through downtown. And then they went, made their way to False Creek. It's like, 
Good job, guys. Like, <laughs> uh, hilarious. They're just so funny. Let's go into some positive stuff that I've that I've um, that I have to talk about. Um, first and foremost, May is Asian Heritage Month. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, um, I remembered this year. Yeah. Uh, so one thing I wanted to share, and um, I don't think I've talked about this before, but at Lululemon, the, the company has uh, what we call a chief product officer. I think she's Korean. Her name is Sun uh, Cho. She was actually uh, listed as one of the, um, sorry, let me just go over the what this is. So the A100 list honors the most impactful Asians and Asian American and Pacific Islanders on American culture. Um, for the month of Asian Heritage Month, AAPI Asian Heritage Month. Um, so she was listed as one of the the 2020 people to be the most impactful. Wow. So is this North American wise? Yeah, so it says American culture. So I'm guessing it's, so I think it's only in the States, but um, I never heard about this list until like our company announced it. I think it's really great to give props to like these Asians that are really, you know, yeah, representing us. It gives like little kids, like like even Issa when she's growing up that, you know, she can be this, she can be successful. She can be an impactful person. You know what I mean? It's not just white people or old white men. You know what I mean? No, it's true. And it's like also highlighting it. Maybe there were successful Asians, but we never hear them. They're like the background people. You know what I mean? Yeah. hundred percent. And I didn't know this. Um, Keanu Reeves is Asian? Yeah, his grandma. Of Chinese Hawaiian heritage. Yes. Hey, do you know also Zach Morris is Asian too? He is? Oh yeah, his mom his is Asian. His mom, right? Indonesian. That's right, yeah. Anyways, that's that's a little fun. He looks white though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't look Asian at all. That's a little fun tidbit that I want to share with all our with all our listeners that, you know, you can be on that A100 list too, if you try hard enough. So that's a good segue. So I just watched um, Tiger Tail. Oh yeah. What'd you think of it? On I watched Netflix. it too. I, oh yeah. I, um, I enjoyed it. I liked um, seeing, I guess, a different perspective or a different story of like an immigrant story. And I'm sure that's parallel to a lot of people's lives. Totally. I'm um, sure. It was nice to see that, you know, slice of life there. I agree. Um, it's nice to see that like Asian kind of films are, there's like an uprise for them. Um, there's an, there's a popularity for them. Like, yeah, there's, there's a hunger new, for that story, I think. There's a new one that just came out. Was there another new one? Uh, yeah, I can't remember it. the half of it. I think that's what it's called. Okay. The half of it. Is that also Alan, Alan Wang? No, but this is from uh, a director named uh, Alice Wu. But it actually addresses, it goes one step even further. And not only is it you know, using Asians, a minority race in film as the center of the of the movie, but it's also addresses LGBTQ issues. And so in addition to being Asian, you know what I mean? Oh, I am I, you know, I see it when I'm clicking through, and I see a teenager and I'm like, I don't want to see teenagers right now. <laughs> the, the synopsis is a shy interviewed student helps the school jock woo a girl whom secretly they both want Ooh, okay but anyways yeah i think it's, i think it's really good that we're seeing asian representation in film more and more now and it's hopefully it becomes a new norm yeah i, I want isa growing up how we grew up yeah, not like it's terrible but like diversity is always better definitely and she needs to see that asians can be on tv they can be you know astronauts or whatever you know what I mean? No, doctor, lawyer only. <laughs> Dentist. <laughs> accountant. <laughs> you need security. Exactly. 
Um, but yeah, anyways, just thought I'd share. No, that's good. I totally forgot to mention um, Asian Heritage Month, but I did make note that it was this month. But yeah, happy Asian Heritage Month. Happy Asian Heritage Month. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so we are going to move on to sweet and sour, sour and sweet? Yes, but no sours. Oh, we spent uh, no sours. one hour on sours. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's just move on to some sweet, sweet, sweet. Oh, the sweet. Uh, so you had recommended this author, Celeste Ng? Yes, yes. So um, I read her book, Little Fires Everywhere. Oh, yeah, which is also a TV show right now as well. Okay, yes. So highly recommend the book. I'm still on a hold list for, um, what was the other one? Everything I Forgot to Tell You or something? I forget. The book you read. I read them both. Uh, um I can I can actually give you my copy. I'm done with it, so you should take it. Okay. Yeah. I hope you sanitize it. Yeah. Well, I just like <laughs> coughed on it and licked it a couple times. But, you know, whatever. I have Katsumi Nation <laughs> that I licked all the corners too, so you can have that one. Book swap. We'll do a book swap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so what do you think of it? So I really enjoyed the book. Yeah. I, I it was it was like a easy kind of easy read. Yeah. Um, and it, it was quick to get through. Uh, I, I just enjoyed it so much. She's such a good writer. She's yeah. She created such like a vivid picture in my head. And then when I watched yeah. the show, like <laughs> I had so many complaints. Like first, oh, 100%. I only knew the other character was black because on the cover of um, the book, uh, what's her name? Carrie Washington was on the front. I was like, oh, oh see. Yeah. So I knew she was black. But I didn't, I was trying to like disassociate myself from like her being black. Cause I made no mention of her race. They didn't. Yeah. That's, that's the interesting thing. And then there's like other things. Like, I don't want to spoil the book, but like, it's only eight episodes and every episode I was like, what the, why, why would they do that? What, why did they add that? Totally. I definitely struggled to I didn't finish the TV series. I just, I couldn't stand, I didn't really like Carrie Washington's acting in that. I felt oh, it was a bit too dramatic. And she's like- Her face in all the scenes. Oh my gosh, yeah. she was so annoying. She was like overdoing it for sure. It's like every face was like, she was smelling like a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, she just farted like throughout the whole scene. Yeah. And I agree with you. Like, so the, the cover, the book that I have, it's, there's no like, there's no uh, yeah. There's no whatever, right? Yeah, it's like an art piece or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, so when I was reading the book, I didn't envision her as black at all. I actually envisioned her as white. I, I'm not. That's maybe because I just automatically default that when I'm reading a book, unless they tell me the race, I just assume they're white. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, but I actually like whatever. If you want to make your black native show, fine, that's cool. But at least go by what the book is like about and like what they're sh talking about i get it that like you know you can't really expand too much on the book because then it makes the series really long but they totally changed it and i don't know and I, not in the, a good way i feel yeah. like it was unnecessary totally. okay one thing I, I hope this doesn't spoil it well, and if it does just sweep it out yeah. is um carrie washington's character yeah. is cold yeah like she has like no emotions and she's mean and then the girl in the book she 
seems like she could be a really good friend. And I think she's like warm. Yeah. Loving. Yeah. Just a different person. That wasn't her. Yeah. They made her that seem bipolar yeah. in the TV show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They made her like cuckoo bananas. Yeah. Like, she seemed nuts. Totally. Anyways, yeah. I finished the whole thing. I was already committed. I yeah. love Pacey. So I had to keep watching. Yeah. Yeah. I still love him. Uh, yeah, I bet you loved him in the underwear. <laughs> oh, I love him. And he was so casually yeah. in his underwear. I love him. They actually talked about he. They actually they actually asked him about that scene. Like, because I was like, what? Like, did they just let this slide that Joshua Jackson was in like tidy whities and you can kind of see the bulge? Like, are they just gonna ignore <laughs> this? And they actually like asked him about it, and he said, "Yeah, well, why not? Right, I've got nothing to hide." Kind of situation. But, oh, Pacey, that's such a Pacey thing yeah. to say. I will say he's looking pretty damn fine. Like, yeah, major yeah, dad vibes there. <laughs> oh, he's so hot. Like, he I've is. always loved Joshua Jackson. Yeah, like I didn't. Yeah, like I was definitely like hubba hubba. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, speaking of dad vibes, I'm gonna move on to my suite really quickly. Um, okay. Yes. So you know that famous astronaut, Chris Hadfield, the Canadian astronaut, Chris Hadfield? Oh, yes. So um, I was on YouTube because that's what all I do now during quarantine, looking at just random videos. And I found this video of Chris Hadfield um, uh, on from Vanity Fair, on Vanity Fair, talking about um, how you, how he, so they show him a bunch of like space, sci-fi space movies, and he debunks them. Um, so first and foremost, um, I don't know why, but I find Chris Hadfield so attractive. <laughs> I just Googled him yeah. and is it the mustache? I don't know what it is. I think it's just like maybe a sense of humor, his personality, the how well-spoken he is, how smart he is. Just something about him. Like, I don't know. I, I'm like sexually attracted to him in a really <laughs> weird way, but I find him really attractive. Um, so anyways, I just want to shout out this YouTube video because um so he talks about a few different uh, space movies, um, Interstellar, uh, Gravity. Um, what else was there? There was uh, the one with uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Um, but but anyways, he he talks about certain scenes and talks about how like whether it's like realistic to what it's like to be in space or if it's totally far fetched. Um, so one movie that I watched, um, so that definitely had like a really um, impact on my perception of what space is like and it terrifies the shit out of me was gravity um have you seen that movie yes that's with um sandra bullock yeah, sandra bullock and george clooney um yes uh so they showed the scene where um like when shit hits the fan you know and she's like she uh so george clooney and sandra bullock are out in space doing their space uh on the ship repairing things and then those those the, they got the the collision happens with all the space debris. Do you remember? Yep. That and then she like, yes. gets flung into space and starts like spinning nonstop and everything. Um, so that scene really disturbed me to the core. Like it made me realize I never want to go to space after that. Um, so they showed that clip to Chris Hatfield, and I'm just gonna quote verbatim what he said because I just thought it was so amazing. Um, he said, "Gravity is so far from the reality of space and astronauts." Um, he goes on to debunk it, and then he says, and this is what I love the most, um, is in regards to Sandra Bullock's character in the movie. He says, the most experienced astronaut in American history is a female, Peggy Whitson. 
She has been in space longer than any American. She commanded the ISS twice. She's done 10 spacewalks. She was NASA's chief astronaut. In this movie, the movie Mean Gravity, Sandra Bullock has only been an astronaut for less than a year. When she's faced with, when she's faced with the problem, she starts panicking and has no idea what to do. And George Clooney is driving around like some sort of space cowboy as the only person who knows what's going on. And it's like they met during the spacewalk and he's trying to pick her up. And then he goes on to say, it's so different from the actual people that are exploring space that devote their lives to being astronauts that are actually on the space station right now. The wonderful human role model examples we have of people who are doing these things. He says, I think it set back a little girl's vision of what a woman astronaut could be, an entire generation. And then he goes on to say, I think Sandra Bullock did a great job portraying a character in this movie. I just think the character they wrote for her was really disappointing. That's what I would have changed. Get the characters right. Get it to represent what astronauts are actually like. Then build the story around that. Don't just make it the perils of Pauline where she's trapped, where she's strapped to the train tracks and needs George Shukuni to magically appear next to her to tell her which book to open to be able to do the right thing. Real astronauts recognize the seriousness of their job. The fact that it's always life or death and that we're there as a representative of 7.5 billion people. Everybody's trusting us to be good at this, to have spent decades getting good at this. And I just really, really appreciate what Chris Hadfield had to say that. You know, like, props up to that, you know what I mean? Like, the most experienced astronaut is a female, and yet you create this movie and make the female main character a blubbering idiot. So did they not have anyone, like a producer or any, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, someone to... verify it or, like, to check it? Yeah. Like a fact check kind of thing, or... Like a fact check or cause uh, like someone to consult them on yeah. this film i guess not i mean based on what chris hadfield say maybe they they consulted like a bit but i doubt they went to the extent that chris hadfield explained how they fucked it up <laughs> and he was saying that um that scene where um you know like she gets sh- she unstraps herself and she gets shot into the air and starts spinning around he said that would never happen because there's no gravity in space so there's no force pushing her out that way in order for her to spin. So I was like, uh, oh. so he science. Yeah. The fact that he, he debunked that was like, it's like, Oh, okay. So I don't have to be worried about that. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm booking my flight tomorrow. Exactly. SpaceX. Here I come. <laughs> but yeah. I just, I, that really touched me in like a really strong way that he gave this huge shout out to how they really fucked it up and actually set back a generation uh, for young kids, female kids wanting to be astronauts. I was like, props to you, dude. Like, that's amazing. I respect you so much for that. Anyways. Yeah. So while you were talking, too, I um, looked at his Instagram. Yeah. I see his appeal. He, I don't know. It's something about him. You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I fucking, I'd hop on that. <laughs> I know what you mean about his sense of humor, though. Yeah. He does post, like, little funny pictures. I agree. He just, he, he has it all. His wife's lucky lady. <laughs> I already Googled her too, so don't you worry. They look happy together. I bet they are. Okay. Um, so, and on that note, I guess that kind of, would you say, sums up our episode 39 in a nutshell? Yes, I'd say so. Great. Do you want to? <laughs> now that I'm all like heated up, hubba hubba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, end you need call. to smoke a cigarette over there. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Chris Hatfield, you're super fine. That was episode 39. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay, um, so that was episode 39. Uh, rate and view us on iTunes. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at yellowpackaging604. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever, whenever. Until next month. Um, yeah, it'll be June. It'll be June, and hopefully by then we'll be recording in the library. My favorite place. Yeah. All right. Stay safe. Stay sane. Stay sanitized. Bye bye. Bye bye.